you know what else birds aren't real yeah what? have you heard about this conspiracy <laughs> no. theory oh i thought you would have thought it was funny it's a conspiracy theory <laughs> we can talk about it in the after show <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Back to Nail Social Office Hours. Good vibes only up in the studio. <laughs> Good vibes only. We started out the day a little bit rough, but we played um, the song Juice by Lizzo, and I now now th- I think we're feeling better. We are. I am Jess Bachman, Digital Strategy Director here at Nail, and Lead Scientist Junior at Nail Social. <laughs> I'm Rachel Jackson. I am the Social Analytics Manager at Nail Communications, and at Nail Social, I am the Lead Scientist. Yeah, and this is podcast number 19. Um, Got a lot of stuff going on. What do we got going on there? We are starting out with a little bit of an update in This Week in Organic, and then we'll also talk about a snack so iconic it doesn't need a name. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned to see what that is. Um, This Week in Paid, we're uh, starting with a segment called Dear Vendor, which we talk a little bit about a vendor that came to visit Nail. Then we explained that tweet, talking about the next big social media platform, some predictions that we uh, we had earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And then in a maybe we were wrong about, we talk a little bit about targeting again, and then we end it all with the rant wheel. Cool. Can I have a peppermint? You can have a peppermint. <laughs> That's too hot for me. Hey! That is... I don't know that one. <laughs> That's, um, I think his name is like Jack's. Dauber or something. Um, he's like he's kind of like a OG artist. He like makes songs, writes stuff, he's does an animation. OG artist. <laughs> well, in terms of the internet scale of OG being like six years old, you know. Okay. Um, but that was uh, that he's was like Mozart. That was a huge like uh, TikTok meme. I really don't know. What do they do? Is there like a dance? I don't know. It's something cute, but it, it's something cute. He, he's too good for for TikTok. I think, wow. I think, I think TikTok sort of sullies certain things. Okay. All right. Anyways, <laughs> quick update. Okay, we talked about the chicken sandwich wars last week, and I wanted to. I saw this on Twitter. I wanted to update you guys. Popeyes has actually sold out of their entire septor- September inventory of the chicken sandwich. It's not even September yet. <clears throat> right. Last week, um, I said it was no big deal, and who really? gives a f um apparently turns out everyone <laughs> apparently a lot of people do there's like lines um in these popeyes and people are like putting signs on the doors of the popeyes saying we do not have the sandwich they had to put out this big tweet saying we're so sorry we never anticipated this um which is cool i mean they got their day in the sun yeah and this comes from popeyes quote tweeting chick-fil-a saying y'all good some community manager social media person um, did that. I don't know if it was part of a bigger campaign. Uh, they certainly did not expect what happened, but whoever did it, did it and sold uh, a ton of chicken sandwiches. And also it was calculated that the, like the media value of that particular tweet was like $23 million or something, which is crazy in- pants, insane. So organic social can be really effective if you know what you're doing and you keep doing it because there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah, exactly. Now that they've got um, a spotlight on them, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Like, for example, with the Vitacoco thing, with the pee jar, <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't really seen them come back. They had right. this big, interesting thing, and everybody was talking about them, and now I'm not seeing as much. So it'll be interesting to see if they ride the wave or just completely drop off. Yeah, don't expect to be saying y'all good to all your competitors now and seeing similar results. not going to happen at all. <laughs> um, in 
snack, other snack news. What do we got going on here? This is our sound effect division. (laughs) Okay, so you guys, Dorito, stop. (laughs) Dorito has lost its logo. So basically they've got this new campaign that's centered towards what they're calling emerging adults. So it's basically anywhere from tweens to like 20-ish years old people who are have grown up in a world where they don't really have advertising, you know, shoved down their throats as a traditional advertising. Jess is giving me a bad <laughs> look. Like, of course, they have advertising shoved down their throats, but like, you know, they're, they're not necessarily on TV all the time. They're more yeah, on Netflix. TV commercials. Not, yes, sure. exactly. So they're they're adverse to advertising, and so Doritos has decided to pull off the logo from its um, social media platforms and some of its um, some of its advertising <laughs> on on like YouTube and and on Instagram and everything and. They've come out with a hero video as well as a Snapchat filter. And then they've um, also taken the logos away from their social media channels. And they've changed the name of their accounts to Logo Goes Here. Right. This kind of bugged me on several levels. One, anytime like um, there's a campaign that's sort of about advertising, it feels like it's just an agency that's just sort of up up its own ass and like... Advertising is the most important part of the product or whatever. And now they're doing this weird thing with advertising and, and expecting kudos. And, and that kind of irritates me because it has nothing to do with Doritos at all. I don't think it's necessarily good for the brand. It's, it is interesting. It's very... Um, like uh, I'm going to read some of the copy that, that's in the video. And it's so the agency trying to be <laughs> a, like edgy. So it's, uh, the, the, um, the hero video says... The following is a paid message for a chip so iconic we don't need to name it because this is an ad with no logos, no jingles, no gimmicks, just those red and blue bags with the stuff you love in it. <laughs> right. It's well, it's very trying trying too hard. I'm more interested in yeah, whatever. There's always videos like that, but I'm more interested in the um the UGC part of this where mm-hmm. um I guess you're able to like basically hashtag any square with their their branded hashtag and then they will use only UGC for the the coming campaign um, on their like Instagram or whatever. I wonder how much money they're putting into seeding that. That's a great question. I haven't seen anything seeded yet. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't seen any example. (laughs) Well, okay. So so this premiered i think um during the vmas on mtv so so maybe it was before what i saw it but um i hadn't seen any like anything hashtagged the other thing that bothers me about this is doritos is i don't think they get to claim the triangle i don't think the i don't think the triangle is as core to doritos as they think it is because the a lot of posts are now like this is the pyramids it's like doritos right and it's right i don't I don't. It's not like the Nike swoosh or anything. The triangle no. is not like if you if you grab some Doritos, like what is this twisted mess I have here <laughs> in my hand? It's not all triangles. It it is interesting. Um, they did use a few other devices in the in the ad that that make it look and feel more like Doritos. What you said, uh, like the crinkling of the bag is in there. The dust of the finger, the dust of the Cheeto dust on your fingers, and like tipping the best. That is disgusting. <laughs> Please never do that again. Uh, tipping the bag back like t- uh, um, into done, your mouth. Never done that. You've never done that. That's disgusting. <laughs> like all of those devices are very um, Doritos are very snack chip. But actually, when I first saw this, 
I first saw the logo. It's basically just a red triangle, the new logo, which right, is still but, a logo. Right, but if you saw that divorce from anything other Doritos, that would not. I know it would it's not, not signal super, Doritos at all. It's not super Doritos to me. It looks like I, the Chevron logo. Th- this is like an agency being like, "This is iconic," or "This is this is what a designer's dream is to be as iconic as this." I think they're, I think they're um, taking a leap too far with this. It's a little much. I'm interested to see what the reception is. Um, or if anybody really cares, because I don't know. I like, I like, I kind of like the, the the branding and like a mascot or something. I think about the Doritos guy. Who's the, who's the little guy? The little Cheeto, Cheeto guy. Chester the Cheeto. Yeah, that's not the Doritos guy. No, no, that's not, no. I'm saying I like Chester the Cheetah. I sorry. like Chester the Cheetah <laughs> as like a mascot or a right. fun like logo branding. <clears throat> Whereas Dorito doesn't really have anything, so right. maybe that's why they had to do this. Well, do you know how we can ensure that this is a success? Never talk about it. No. Well, yeah. There's that, and also um, we can say that no one gives a fuck, <laughs> and then it's gonna blow up. Right, right. Our our predictions are always wrong. <laughs> so uh, well done, Doritos. Can I have a peppermint? You can have a peppermint. <laughs> that's too hot for me. Hey! You really can't be chewing. On Mike. No? You want some? I really do. I can't. All right, dear <laughs> I'll have some on the after show. Okay, so dear vendor. So who came to visit this week? So we had a visit. Hold on. He's eating. Ew, ew, ew. We had a visit from Hulu. They came in. A couple of reps from from uh, their business came in to sell us because we buy media and we're buy ads and stuff to sell us on their platform. Right, and I think when we came out of that meeting, Jess and I kind of sighed at each other and were <laughs> a bit confused. Um, the meeting was, or the presentation was very, very high level. It was almost like, here's what Hulu is, and here's um, <clears throat> sort of what some of the ad units are, and here's the shows we have, and here's the structure of our platform. But it wasn't really about the ads, and it wasn't about the pricing, and it wasn't about um, the reporting and the targeting and mm-hmm. anything you really need to to learn how know how to buy the media there. So we we came out of it like almost more confused than we came in. Yeah, it's very it was confusing to know who who they thought their audience was. And, and we get a lot of vendor pitches all the time through emails they send us gifts or whatever. Um, no gifts <clears throat> from Hulu. <laughs> no gifts from Hulu. But what like what matters if you want to sell in your ad buying product don't go after the people above our heads. Like if we are into something, we can totally pitch that and get that into our system. You right. need to excite us as the the ad buyers. You need to show us the different uses of the product, the different successes that people have had. But like part of this was like, and this, and then there's this show and it was really funny. And then this one's based on this book. Mm-hmm. Have you read this book? And it, it was like a pitch for The Handmaid's Tale, basically. It yeah. was like, you guys go download Hulu, get <laughs> it into w- it. Uh, but it was like, we actually, we had to ask the CPM question and we had to like ask about targeting. I mean, there's a little bit of it in their deck, but there was, it was a lot to be, um, a lot to be desired. So it, it made us think about, you know, what kind of presentation would we want to receive and how would we have been more inspired? Right. And, you know, we placed a lot of ads and we love the opportunity to be creative with something, do more than just, mm-hmm. um, you know, press go on something. So if you can show us what other brands are doing, how they're creatively using your platform, particularly if there's success attached to it, yeah. that's going to get our brains firing and be like, oh, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. Right, right. Let's get this in. 
Didn't really see any of that. We saw no case studies there, unfortunately. Um, And then, yeah, absolutely being inspired by those ad formats and seeing examples of them. I mean, they talked about what the what the units were, but they didn't really um, show how they could be used in multiple different ways. So I think we were missing some of that. And then the other part of it from from my perspective, the, the buying perspective is the reporting, which they seemed like they didn't really even know what <laughs> they were reporting on. Right. It, it felt like it, it, it kind of like a red flag when, you know, we asked about the reporting and they're like, oh, yeah, we can give you that at the end of the campaign. Yeah. Well, we understand that digital TV is completely different <clears throat> than. It doesn't. It does not have to be completely but different. You're right. That That's the thing. It doesn't. It's like because it's so close to traditional TV. I think they think that you you would buy it like traditional TV, but I don't. I mean, now it's digital. You have the information. Why can't it be more? Um, I guess it's never going to be self serve, self serve. No, they said it was going to be. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's coming. I guess. Hopefully. <clears throat> yeah, we love self serve platforms because anytime you insert a human in between yourself and the platform, you lose like ninety percent of the information and the Absolutely. effectiveness and the real timeness and and. Um, the juice of that campaign. So Hulu currently has a human. Um, hopefully that'll go. Hopefully those humans will go away soon. Wow. <laughs> we Do must you not exterminate like jobs? them. <laughs> Just what? <laughs> um. So our 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 big takeaway there is that stop. <laughs> oh my god. Our big takeaway there is that uh, if you're a vendor coming in, you got to talk shop with us. Yeah, excite us. Get get us going. Um, and gives help. Actually, they don't help, but <laughs> we'll listen. Can I have a peppermint? You can have a peppermint. That's too hot for me. Hey! So last week, um, we talked about how, you know, Facebook's not going to be around forever. And the selling of Tumblr, <clears throat> yep, et cetera, et cetera. Platforms are not eternal. Um, and we sort of alluded to what might be the next big thing the next platform to rule all platforms yeah just wrote a kind of rambly um thread about this that i actually had to go sentence by sentence with him to understand so i will let him sort of take this away but uh for okay so here's my high level understanding there's going to be a vr thing it's gonna be vr it's gonna be um online social maybe maybe we should just like get into it okay go ahead (laughs) all right so um, our take on the next big social platform, there's three parts, A, B, and C. A is that it'll be entirely VR-based. So think the Oasis, but like decentralized, kind of like Roblox and how Minecraft is. It's three to four years from release, probably six to seven years from taking over as the number one spot. Um, see you later, Zuckerberg. And lastly, it'll probably come from Minecraft, or sorry, Microsoft plus Valve. Um, those are the likely contenders. I understand 40% of the words in that in, in that tweet. Okay. So l- let's go through it then. Let's okay. So um, what am I just going to read all these tweets? This no, no, I don't think that's what you need to do. I think you just tell us about it. <laughs> so related to the first one, um, it's going to be VR based. I feel like VR has kind of, it's been around, it's been super janky and weird and hard to get into because the... The hardware is like, it's like expensive for one, mm-hmm. and it's like you have like all these cables coming out, and you can't move, and it's just, it's not ready for mass market yet. But so, one thing we talked about yesterday is that 
it doesn't necessarily, the hardware needs to be ready for mass market, but the software, like the actual experience yep. doesn't have to be like amazing, perfect, seamless, 100%. And we, I use the comparison of Alexa in, in smart speakers. Smart speaker technology is not very sophisticated. Alexa understands almost nothing of what I say. She mm-hmm. can hardly do anything. Yet everyone has a smart speaker and it's very easy, easily adoptable. So I feel like at some point it'll get to uh, get to yeah. that. It's not about mimicking reality 100% at all. Um, another exa- a good example is Roblox. That game looks like it was developed by 13-year-olds. <laughs> because was it, it? it actually was. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, Roblox is based on a whole bunch of other games, like mini games that for the most part are developed by 13-year-olds. And no one cares. I mean, the kids love it. So I think like it's with VR, it is not about mimicking reality or being, you know, excellent graphics or excellent graphics cards. It's just about a good experience. Easy to get into, easy to quickly elicit some emotions, positive, negative, that type. So the social part of that is that what the kids are just hanging out on Minecraft all the time? Like, how is that a social platform, I guess? <clears throat> right. So like, you know, Roblox and Minecraft, those probably are the two biggest um, games of our generation if you have any our kids, generation you're we're I, not the same generation okay <laughs> you're like a boomer <laughs> oh my good vibes only please <laughs> no i mean I, I have kids and i and i played minecraft when it when it first came out so it's my generation i've never played minecraft okay uh moving on so <laughs> if you, if you have kids you know that when they play these games it's barely like i'm gonna kill the ender dragon it's like i'm gonna pretend I'm a weird animal and hang out with these other people. It's it's a very social experience. There's tons of servers where you can just like role play and do various things. Mm-hmm. It is like a, it is a social network for the younger generation. Like that penguin game. Yes. What was that called? I don't remember. Penguin World. Club Penguin. Club Penguin. Man, now that was the jam. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, what's your um, Second Life take on this? Or like, how does that fit in? So I find Second Life fascinating because it it was like the first sort of virtual world thing. Even though it wasn't VR, it was like the first, like, you can be someone else in a whole other, other thing. Um, it's still around. And it there's still like hardcore players on it. And what's fascinating to me about Second Life is that it's been around so long, it's developed these incredibly complicated economies and like social norms and it's like a whole alternate universe that has you know 15 years to develop Hmm. so um and then the last part of this are the players like the is it gonna be microsoft is it gonna be sony is it gonna be who (laughs) or what or together or how i don't know right there's a lot of people that want to do vr and there's there's a lot of players there's sony they have their own um hardware and they have a game system they're in people's living rooms but i feel like sony um is isn't that great in terms of like community or social networking or that type of thing Mm -hmm. i feel like that's gonna be a challenge um there's valve who has their own hardware they are a game distributor and they make games as well they they have hard they own steam yeah they own steam yep and they make their own games and they have they have really good hardware they have a platform to distribute games and their community is sort of all right but they're not in people's living rooms i mean this it's 
it's it's desktop it's pc that's yeah. where most of they are and i, I feel like to be mass market you got to get on the couch yeah mm-hmm. you've got to have like an amazon effect or like um a facebook or something that's interesting and and sort of the last big player is um <clears throat> microsoft who owns xbox uh, they they are on people's couches um they're really good at hardware but they're not like they had um uh, the connect but they don't have a vr thing so they might need to partner with something and they also own minecraft so mm-hmm. they know that generation they know how social they are um and they've done they've done actually really well with um curating the minecraft experience after they sold it to notch so i think what would happen the most likely candidate is well and then also there's facebook who has who bought oculus but like i really don't think the next generation is going to be into anything facebook puts out Hmm. Facebook's for your grandma. That's why. Yeah. And Maybe. Facebook sucks at doing anything internally. They have to buy everything that they do. <laughs> That's really true. That's interesting. Yeah. The um, WeChat and Instagram as an example. Right. And they're really, they're trying hard to do VR, but you know that their version of VR is going to be Facebook VR and no one wants that. No, exactly. They have too much of an image issue for anyone to want that. Right. So it, it feels like the most likely candidate will be Microsoft teaming up with Valve um, or perhaps some other dark horse that we don't even know about. But that's our prediction. Uh, tune into those tweets. Tell us if we're wrong. We've certainly already seen that. <laughs> can I have a peppermint? You can have a peppermint. That's too hot for me. Hey! Maybe we were wrong about <clears throat> targeting edition. Again. <laughs> Again, we are constantly wrong about targeting. What are we wrong about this time? Um, well, no, I don't necessarily think we're wrong about it. I think we've explored and gotten better at open targeting, actually. And this, I want to put a big disclaimer up front. It is not going to be right for all clients. It's not going to be right for all products. We really don't even know if it's going to be right for anything beyond e-commerce. Mm-hmm. But in specific e-commerce examples, open targeting can be fire. Yeah, and... And before we get into what open targeting is, uh, let's just go into how we've sold social to clients mostly by talking about how specific and Mm -hmm. amazing and detailed the targeting can be. Like if you're a certain type of client, we can find these people doing certain things and certain actions Mm -hmm. and interests and all this other stuff. And clients love that. Right. Usually the value of that is discussing um, the layering options that that social media platforms have where you can do and targeting rather than or targeting. So you can get as hyper-specific as possible and get a a smaller audience, which usually you're more likely to be able to afford. You know, if you take something down from 4 million down to 30,000 and then be able to um, hit them a few times with that, it's a um it's a it's a cheaper um experience but um and and that really works well for our awareness clients or Mm -hmm. for our b2b clients and it is still something you need to start with and and experiment with because nothing's going to be 100 percent right 100 percent of the time but now um now that facebook is getting better and better at understanding the data that's being fed into it target open targeting using data has been has been very effective for us yeah Open targeting is just, just another word for no targeting at all. Or very, very broad targeting. Very broad. Um, so uh, like I'm running a campaign now where the targeting in the United States is all of the United States, all of the people, all 220 million of them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best performing things 
that I've got going right now. But we have to explain why. There's only there's there's a there's specific reasons why it's right. working so well. It's because you have so much data. It's because it only takes it's like what a dollar per purchase or something like that. Four dollars. Okay, dollar. it's like four dollars per purchase. So that is a very very cheap campaign to run where you can get a lot of purchase data. So basically, you're you're telling Facebook, <clears throat> here are all the people who like to purchase this thing. Go yeah. find more. Yeah, if you can tell. If you can signal to Facebook what you're looking for, Facebook is very good at going off and finding it. Mm -hmm. The problem is that, that signal it doesn't work for everyone because we have clients where the, the product is a million dollars. Exactly. And we can't, we, we can't figure, we can't, we can't send them one signal and exactly. Facebook can do anything. But mm -hmm. if the product is cheaper, if it's e-commerce and you can send like a fire hose of data right back to it, create a loop, then Facebook can work with that and optimize and find people among the 220 million that are out there. Right, and so, so that work can work very well for that cheaper audience, but yeah, we're, I'm thinking about like one of our other clients that has like, you know, a $200 product or something like that. And yes, we're able to get robust purchase information, but nothing like that, nothing like thousands and thousands of data points that Facebook can build and understand the profile of your audience on. And then I'll also like to clarify that this is um, conversion campaign mm -hmm. campaigns. This is not a traffic campaign. This is not a um, um, any sort of awareness campaign. This is using a conversion optimized um, uh, thing. I don't know what to say. So, right. but that's important too because Facebook is looking for a conversion, which is a pixel piece of pixel data, rather than just a traffic um, queue. Yeah, and it it really depends on the type of data that you feed back there. And we've seen actually with not conversion campaigns. Um, traffic campaigns which are designed to get people to click Facebook is finding people that click and who do nothing else it's so interesting Facebook is so literal they're like your literal <laughs> cousin who doesn't understand <laughs> right they only understand the basics and so really they're gonna do exactly what they tell you what we tell them to do if we pick engagements you are gonna get a bunch of engagements and they're all going to be trash not all of them uh, social proofing is very effective if you, if you do it the right way but you right. know what I mean like if you, they, you will get what they ask for. If you ask for views, you're just going to get views. You're not going to get anything else. I'm, right. it's, I know. It's very specific. But the whole open targeting thing is just another example of how fast this industry moves. I can't wait till we have to talk to clients about going from like super specific targeting to try and explain how we're targeting no mm -hmm. one. It is, but, but that's the thing. It's not that we're targeting no one. We actually just recently did, we explained this to a client that we're optimizing for conversions and Facebook Facebook knows, you know, after months of trying something and you know, trying different things and trial and error, it's it's always important to try these. I mean, we do the same thing with lookalikes all the time. Right, right. But we know that. It's just that, you know, it feels like we're finally at a point where we can sort of explain targeting on Facebook to clients in general. And now it's like, remember hey. that thing that, you, that we thought you understood? <laughs> That's social media. No, it is. Can I have a peppermint? You can have a peppermint. That's too hot for me. Hey! We should really call this the rant pole. It's not a wheel anymore. Why are you telling people it's not a wheel? <laughs> because we've gone over this. You know what we need to get? Like a huge pole. Oh, right. <laughs> a pole. <laughs> All right, you guys. So what's on the poll this week? We've got Reddit's approval process, which I really want to rant about at some point. It's a mess. All right, cool your jets. Um, BMW owners, which was a suggestion from the Discord channel, the always online. What are they called? Uh, the Extremely Online. The Extremely Online. 
Do you know who recommended this? Um, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, polls, polls, and polls. <laughs> all uh, spelled differently. All spelled differently. So polls like um, polls on Twitter and polls on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Polls like South Pole and North Pole. And then and Pollocks. Polls, like, <laughs> and then lastly, I don't know why you want me to put that I, on. There. <laughs> lastly, is client tweaks, little edits and changes that could maybe get under your skin. So, winner this week survey says. BMW owners at 37%. Wow. Well, I don't have a... a <laughs> Me either. I don't have a frame of reference. I've never owned a BMW. I think I think what this user was trying to say was that, well, actually, I don't really want to step in the shit here, but... Um, <laughs> step in the shit, Rachel. <laughs> I think what they were trying to say is sometimes people with um with a lot of money are entitled and they park bad. No, what they what they literally said, and we couldn't fit it on the. Well, pole. why didn't you let? Why didn't you stop me? <laughs> they said, um, "BMW owners, do they deserve rights?" Oh, that's what they said, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do they? No comment. <laughs> uh, I I have no idea if they do or not. I was watching a documentary about um, Volkswagen and all the shenanigans that they were up to. My dad has a Volkswagen, and it's been recalled like twice. Oh my god! Well, recalled because. For the emissions thing, right? Yeah, for the emissions thing. Yeah, why doesn't he bring it back? You can get your money back. He did. He got a new car. Oh, good. But it happened twice. One was the emissions thing. One was like, I think, a steering wheel thing or something, and he didn't get a new car. Yeah. Unbelievable what went on there. And also, it's every company. It's every car company. It's not just Volkswagen. They're all doing. Every car. And you know what else? Birds aren't real. Yeah. What? Have you heard about this conspiracy (laughs) theory? Oh, I thought you would have thought it was funny. It's a conspiracy theory. (laughs) We can talk about it in the after show. Can I have a peppermint? You can have a peppermint. That's too hot for me. Hey! I really thought you were going to get that. Now I sound crazy. <laughs> I thought you would have thought that was funny. <laughs> okay, guys. Let's so go. let's start oh, the okay. after show no. off with... We're plugging our ears. Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> uh, you guys, if you're interested in more of our banter, please rate the podcast... And subscribe. We're up to six five-star reviews now. Hell yeah. Oh um, check us out on Twitter. That's, That's where like you can... a Michelin star. Can you stop talking? <laughs> well, now you can talk. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> um, and share with a friend. Yes, of course. We want we want um, you guys to to um, share this to other. I'm not doing so well. Let's just end it. Now that the loud vibes only are done. <laughs> Welcome to the after show. You threw me off my groove. You are in the groove, totally. Let's start the after show off with some chips. Nice. I'm going to have one. This one looks like a triangle. It does. It does. Um, no one's going to want to listen to this. Okay, so let me clarify the bird comment. Um, somebody online, I don't know if it was on 4chan or something. Maybe it was on a Facebook group or something said that i think in during the reagan administration he killed all the birds or something and then put up um robots mm. robot birds that like that sounds familiar yes this is the thing to put up robot birds that like um are like part of the nsa i guess i'm not sure yeah. and they are surveillance um so birds aren't real it's a conspiracy theory 
And I keep getting ads targeted to me on Facebook and Instagram for these t-shirts that say birds aren't real. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I know. Um, Crazy, right? Yeah. I don't believe that personally. I don't, I don't believe that personally either. <laughs> I don't know. I think I must have... Well, the t-shirts are really cute. So I think I clicked on one thinking it was... Just something, a funny saying, but a good t-shirt company? Not true. It's just mm. crazy pants. Well, the CIA w- did use dolphins. Dolphins are smart. <laughs> That's why the CIA chose them. <laughs> Not birds. Sounds like a weird Seinfeld episode. So what are we talking about in the after show here? So I deleted Twitter off my phone, and I wanted to sort of give people an understanding of like what it's like to be a social professional and be always on. Right. And I had to after a while just remove myself because I follow both people on on who I believe in in sort of an echo chamber but to get away from that I also try to find people who are opposite of my views and so I really sure. try to integrate a lot of different types of views God and bless people you, Rachel. and it's really really difficult and kind of toxic and I had to stop after a while because I honestly felt bad about myself it's just constant bad stuff all the time which did you feel worse about the people that um, were on your side or the people that were on the opposite side the people on my side because I it's so easy for me to look at like a Fox News thing and completely disagree with it and disregard it and be like oh ha ha they're mm-hmm. doing that again but when someone is a, someone probably a little bit further than me on the spectrum <laughs> is attacking my view on something or not attacking Let's not be crazy here. No one's attacking me. But um, is is being dramatic, being very um, loud and voicing an opinion that's um, hard for me to hear, I guess. It's just, it's, it's emotionally ta- um, taxing, I guess. It's not right. like it's, it's not like people are harassing me or anything because I'm not very active on there. It's just me scrolling through. Just that in itself is enough to make me feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not being active right. enough. I am not being, you know, a... a a par- enough of, of a community person i don't know yeah so these people are like the people are like white people should go to hell at rachel jackson no so. no one is <laughs> no because not it's not like i'm like tweeting ever that much it's more it's more just i feel bad about you know the amazon or there's a, the children in cages and it's it's so much and it's it's me trying to balance being a good person and you know raising awareness on things and donating and being right. being a part of the community, but also my mental health. Yeah, there's so much negative, and if that's all you're, you need you need to balance that out. And, and social media does not do a good job of balancing out positive stories. Yeah. It's like it's like a needle in a haystack most yeah. of the time. So it's like we just and I talk about this a lot. It's like you have to curate different platforms for different things. So for me, Twitter was a lot about. It was a lot of political, but it was also a lot of work stuff, like a lot of, you know, learn um, the community of social media managers and the community of, mm-hmm. um, of e-commerce people and me learning a lot from that community. But on Instagram, it's just more my fun place. It's where I follow, you know, all of, you know, the food accounts and but like it, fun things. Instagram can do a number on your psyche too. I mean, Instagram it's... is tough too because you've got, there's like a lot of um, apparel advertising and a lot, you know, bikini shots and that sort of thing. And that's mm-hmm. also taxing on your emotions. I mean, Reddit is, my Reddit is very well curated. <laughs> so I think that's where I'll go for sort of a break and for an escape. But you do have to pay attention to this. And, and it's not just about, you know, switching from one platform to the other. You also need to just turn your phone off and go read a book. Yeah. You know what? You know, it doesn't have a lot of all that negative stuff. TikTok. No. It is. It's getting it's getting more and more political because these kids who are 
up and coming and in, in, like starting to be college students start they're getting older and older they're now starting to get into activism have you seen these like I these no there's a, a video right now going around of a girl who's um picketing her school or something because the teachers aren't being paid enough and it's gone completely viral it's very Jeez, interesting that's not a very good meme what's I mean, the song what's the dance <laughs> what dance is she doing i don't think there's a dance dab for social justice let's uh, end it there uh, <laughs>